0: You are listening to Embrace the Chaos Podcast with your hosts, Ruben and Marina DeAnda from GLB Church. Thank you for joining us as we lean into the joys and chaos of marriage and family life.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Embrace the Chaos here with Ruben and Marina. Hello. It has been a minute. A while. A while.
0: Two our years?
1: Last, yeah, our last episode that we recorded was at the beginning of 2021. Wow. So it's been a while since we've been... Ages uh, ago. Yes. A lot has happened. I've gotten some more gray hair since we last recorded, honestly.
0: Yes. Anyway. Maybe a- um, a fewer.
1: A fewer? A few? A, a f- few more. A few more? Yeah. No, a few less. Wait, what oh, are you talking sorry. about right now? Anyway, uh, we are excited to relaunch this podcast, mm-hmm. and I want to recap just briefly, mm-hmm. like, why we started this in the first place. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Marina and I, a couple years ago, uh, as ministers for a local church in the city of Long Beach called the GLB Church or the Greater Long Beach Church. Uh, we are raising four school-aged children. Mm-hmm. We have been married now for 18 years. Got it right. Uh, when we first started the podcast, we were at what? 16? 16 years? 15 15? years. 15? 15, 16 years? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but at that time, we had uh, a lot of people that we would interact with just ask us, how do you guys do what you're doing? Leading mm-hmm. a... Uh, a church, uh, and raising four school age children. Yes. And you, how do you guys do this? Right. right? You remember that? Yeah, I do. So that was part of it. The other part was, uh, there was a need for some content for our local congregation that we felt like instead of just having random meetings with people, not random meetings, meetings, but
0: but Meetings in general, because we we had gone through. Oh no, this was before COVID. This
1: is before COVID. So we started this before before the pandemic. That's right.
0: So I guess it was to make it more accessible
1: to people. Yes,
0: was the idea.
1: Yeah, provide yeah. some different thoughts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we 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 ended up entitling our whole podcast journey "Embracing the Chaos." You want to explain that? The chaos. Embrace The chaos. Yeah.
0: So it's just this idea that it's gonna be chaotic in well for us in this season of life as we're raising kids as uh, we've got all the drop-offs, the pickups, and the schedule is crazy. It's going to be crazy, but to embrace it Mm -hmm. and to just be able to live a fulfilled life that God wants us to live Mm -hmm. in the midst of
1: chaos. chaos. Yeah, so the idea was we don't want to run away from the chaos of our lives, but we want to run into it. We want to run towards it. We want to embrace it. And, And then the other aspect, too, is... Um, the idea that relationships mm-hmm. are chaotic.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, and
1: as a man, especially some, uh, usually men, uh, avoid chaos by getting you know involved a lot more at work or in hobbies that they have that we have control over. Right. Whereas relationships. Human relationships, our most human, important human relationships, which you know, with our spouse, yeah, uh, with our children, can get messy, can can be chaotic because yeah. they're unpredictable, right? And uh, relationships are unpredictable, and so we thought, man, you know, let's embrace the chaos by mm-hmm. inviting uh, inviting others along this journey to uh, really work on these most important mm-hmm. re- human relationships,
0: yeah. And be, and be open and honest and vulnerable about what how chaotic it is in our lives and how we work through those yeah. times. Yeah. So
1: we want to share yeah. uh, today in our first episode back uh, to yeah. our relaunch of the, of the podcast here. Yes. We want to share a little bit about the chaos that Marina and I have experienced in the past yeah. uh, two years now. And so our last episode that we published was at the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. And obviously this, uh, we did a lot of our episodes during 2020, which was during uh, the pandemic. We're here in California, so our um, quarantine was a lot longer mm-hmm. and schools were shut down for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And so we, if you look back at our podcast episodes, we had several on um, you know, lessons from quarantine. Right. We had some less, some talks about homeschooling, how we all as parents had to go from uh, into homeschooling uh, and online schooling and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, we had some op- episodes on mental health. And so a lot of that was during the pandemic. 2021, we came out of quarantine, started getting back to in person gatherings at our Sunday services. Also, school started reopening. And uh, we found as we started gathering together, just there's, you know, we've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. I think as a community of believers mm-hmm. uh, in our church, I think for Marina and I both, we, uh, there are some things that happened that just changed us. Yeah. Uh, leading a congregation during some of the most uh, challenging times, uh, yeah. unpredictability, um, the political polarization, uh, of our society that we're, in, you know, that we've gone, that we're going through still, uh, the conversation of, of about racial injustice yeah. in our society,
0: yeah.
1: uh, just a lot of different uh, tensions that we had to navigate. Right. And as a preacher, um, I, f- I was starting to feel this pull, this tension of, you know, Ruben, you're not preaching enough about this topic or Ruben, you should be preaching more about that. Or why, why are you preaching about that, Ruben? You should not be talking about that. And it felt very, uh, I almost felt this tension of like the puppet preacher. Like I want, I needed to preach what everybody wanted me to preach about or not preach about. And, and because of my nature being such a kind of a people pleasing people pleaser, I I delved into this level of anxiety of mm. not knowing what to say, when to say, how to say, yeah. or if I should say whatever. Right. Uh, at the same time, I started a master's program. <laughs> I was in grad school yeah. and um, I started a master's program, a master's of religious education with an emphasis in missional leadership from Rochester University. That's a mouthful. But, um, yeah. that's, you know, I started that in, at the end of 2020, It's
0: crazy, right? Was that at the end of 2020? That was at
1: the end of 2020, Gosh. at the December of 2020. Wow. wow. So the past two years I've been working on a master's, mm-hmm. um, and also been learning a lot about myself as a, as a, just as a human being, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's me.
0: Yeah. So well, we're going to talk a
1: little bit about what that led to, but I want to, sure. you know, Marina.
0: Well, during you... that time, yeah, I think. I was individually starting to feel a lot of those same pressures, but obviously like I wasn't, you know, the preacher on Sunday, but starting to feel all of the pressures of those things that were happening in our society and the conversations that were being had, um, feeling like, um, criticized in a way of, you know, how I was going to react or how, what I was going to say or how I was going to present myself, what cause was I going to be a champion of and, um, and things like that. And then also, um, going through, you know, the pandemic with our school age kids and having to do all the homeschool stuff and, um, and then having a child that didn't do well in mm-hmm. that with that format mm-hmm. and having to help that child and walk that child through all of those hardships. and um, really just like having to be an advocate for my child in their education and in their mental health, that was a lot. So mm-hmm. it just was like all these things like layered. On to one another. Mm-hmm.
1: So, towards the end of the summer of 2021, I had finished my first semester uh, of the master's our master's program. Uh, it was a very life giving time mm. because I was learning so much. Uh, I learned so much of this program about the Holy Spirit, about God's mission in the world, and. Uh, You know, I'll be sharing more about that stuff as Mm -hmm. the podcast, um, you know, as we continue with the different episodes this season. Mm. But towards the end of the summer of 2021, um, Marina and I got to a point of uh, emotional and spiritual and mental exhaustion, Mm -hmm. Uh, dealing with all the different dynamics of church, dealing with all the different dynamics of our children, dealing with some... uh, some mental health challenges mm-hmm. with one of our children. Um,
0: and then I think in our marriage, because we were dealing with all this other stuff, there was the lack of intentionality and connection yeah. that we experienced in our marriage.
1: And then I personally, you know, as a believer and follower of Jesus, just ha- started not, I did not have, I was not having a consistent um i don't know uh uh spiritual nourishment mm-hmm. to my own soul mm-hmm. i was instead maybe reading the bible or um praying but more for other people or for mm-hmm. other situations and i felt very drained
0: yeah
1: and um it got to a point where some of these pressures and these tensions and these different phys- this mental, emotional exhaustion uh, started leaking out into our marriage and into my parenting, mm-hmm. uh, leading to me acting in a way, in a despondent way Yeah. Uh, towards my wife, in a despondent way towards my children,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, wanting to be distanced from people, wanting to be distanced from the people that I love the most, Mm -hmm. you know, in my own home. And uh, it got somewhat, I I, I don't know if toxic, toxic is a little bit of a strong word, but it definitely, my soul was in a place of toxicity. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marina and I, uh, we waved the white flag of surrender Mm -hmm. to those in our lives and said, you know, we we need something radical to happen here Mm -hmm. uh, for us, uh, if not, I, I I don't see myself getting to a point. I I don't know if I'll I'll make it mm-hmm. spiritually, uh, pastorally. Right. Um, I will not be what God, what I thought God was calling me to be for His people here.
0: Yeah, we were emotionally exhausted,
1: emotionally drained, yeah. and spent. Yeah, and so what happened in the end of the summer of um, 2021 is um, we requested some time off uh, in terms of, a, you know, like a break.
0: Yeah, well, like a vacation. Uh, like a four-week vacation. Uh, vacation.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, those involved in our lives came mm-hmm. back and said, no, we want you to take on a full-on sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight weeks of sabbatical, two months mm-hmm. uh, uh, to rest and to recalibrate and to figure out what's going on in your soul. Right. And so uh, this was a very life-giving moment for both Marina and I. For Mm -hmm. me personally, Mm -hmm. to have uh, people in our lives say, we love you enough Mm -hmm. to say, stop. Just stop. Yeah, Don't, you don't, the church will be fine. You need to take care of your soul.
0: Yeah. Well, because I think back on that time, like when I look at you, Ruben, like you're sort of you've been like this machine all these years, and you mm-hmm. could go go go. And I feel like we in in our in our rhythm and our schedule up until that point had had been like that, like go go go. We've got this. We've got that we'll take our vacation here and there. We'll have like our day off here and there. Mm-hmm. But it was just like so much about like, we have this meeting, we have that meeting, we have this sport, we have this with the kids. It just was like, I I had told Ruben, it felt like a speeding train. Like we were just going, going, going and it wasn't stopping. And um, so it really felt like we needed like to stop that train. Mm-hmm.
1: Our uh church, our church's history and culture, uh, with sabbatical, that word sabbatical has not been a healthy one. Right. And it's history.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, usually a minister has gone on sabbatical and has not returned to their post to serve, to continue serving. They usually, it's usually been used as a disciplinary uh, tool or it's been used as a way for a minister to just completely uh, go on a different track career-wise. And so our church primarily was a little bit, uh, I, I you know, hesitant uh, yeah. at the beginning when they heard the word. Not
0: hesitant. Not hesitant, but I, I, I don't know.
1: I don't know if hesitant is the right word. No, but
0: maybe like. Fearful a little fearful because they because I think a lot of people were like wait are you coming back yeah. like are you guys coming yeah. out of the ministry and for
1: us we felt like this was a proactive decision yeah because we knew that if if we did not get some kind of longer break right to recalibrate to to assess to think to figure out what's going on in our soul so that we could be that for God's right. people that it would turn to a situation that was worse. Right. And become more reactive.
0: Yeah. Well, and the reality is like doing ministry, like you're you do it for the Lord, but you you do it because you love God's people and you wanna lead them towards Christ. And Mm -hmm. I think for the both of us we had gotten to the point where like we don't wanna lead we can't even lead ourselves to Christ right now. How can we lead all these people? Yeah. So that really was the reality of it.
1: So Um. what we wanna do here in the next few minutes that we have is we wanna share a little bit with you Mm -hmm. what we did during that sabbatical. What mm-hmm. God taught us during that season, yeah. and then in our next episode, we're going to share a little bit about what's happened since then. What are the different things that God has taught us? Right. Uh, and then we'll share also about this season of the Embrace the Chaos uh, podcast and what we have to look forward to because we are in a better place. Yes. To be able to relaunch this and do this again and
0: mm-hmm. uh, give
1: ourselves to this to this. Yeah, part of our ministry, and yeah. we're really excited about it. But we'll share. I mean, a little life bit is still chaotic.
0: That. Correct. It's still
1: <laughs> correct. We're still embracing the chaos in yes. different in different, yeah. uh, different areas. But anyway, right. uh so we ended up going on this sabbatical,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um it was an eight week sabbatical. And for the first month, well, I'm going to speak for myself. Sure. For the first month, I took naps and slept and caught up on a lot of rest that I had previously not had. Well,
0: because, yeah, so like a year before, I mean, I felt like it was like a year since you had like good rest because you were, you were very anxious.
1: It was was anxious. I was leading from a very anxious place.
0: Yes. So he wasn't sleeping. Yeah. So it was,
1: it was not just church, but it was also in my family. Yeah. I was coming at things from a very anxious place in my family as right, well, and in our right. marriage. And so, so you just
0: needed to nap. And yeah, rest I, and it.
1: I was yeah. in a daze. I felt like I was at a yeah. at a, a. My soul was so spent mm-hmm. that I felt like I had nothing to give, mm-hmm. and I've never been in this place before. Mm-hmm. And I read a a resource from a, a monastic, um, you know, uh, teacher that he calls it the dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. And it's this place in your spiritual journey where you are just at a wall and you can either decide to give up hope or you can decide to push through the dark night of the soul and be carried through the dark night of the soul with uh, by God. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember that time, uh, veering, feeling stuck. I, I went to therapy. I started therapy, mm. uh, which is the first time I'd ever done therapy in my life. Yeah. Um, and so to meet with somebody, uh, for an hour every week to talk about, uh, the deep things in my life and, um, uh, issues that I was wrestling with was very, uh, life giving mm-hmm. and healing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that the therapist mentioned to me was that, um, the The trauma uh, all of us have experienced trauma, whether it be big T trauma or little T trauma. I was more in the emotional uh, little T trauma, mm-hmm. uh, but it, the therapist was very helpful and it helped me understand that trauma is trauma, no matter what it is,
0: yeah, yeah. and
1: what he shared with me was I was in a place where um, it was like I was in a hospital bed being injured, I'm injured in a hospital bed, and anybody that touches me is going to be a a shock to me Mm -hmm. or a pain to me. Mm -hmm. And so how people, in my sense, uh, emotionally, people were now, anything that had to do with people was going to be painful or hurtful or I was just not ready to engage with people, which as a minister, that's like, that's my world, is Mm -hmm. is helping people and working with people.
0: Being with people. uh, And
1: being with people. And so... And and in my nature, and Marina knows this, in my nature, I love hanging out with people and, and spending yeah. time with people and yet I was in this season where I just was like, I can't even be around the people that I love and want to be around. Yeah. You know?
0: Which was one of the flags when like when this was all happening, I was like, he's this usually this extroverted person and he's become like just don 't talk to me don 't touch me i don 't want to be around anybody yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, so it was a very uh man i just it was a very interesting uh, kind of scary moment uh, mm-hmm. for me personally, as I was evaluating a lot mm-hmm. uh, of my experiences and my life and decisions and spirituality and mm-hmm. uh, had nothing to do really with our marriage or our family, but just more my own sense of being and who i who I am as a person right. And um, and, th- and so, anyway, therapy was very helpful. There were some resources that we read that were very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was our first I mean, I played a lot of video games with my son. My <laughs> son was very excited that I was uh, more available to him to play video games and hang out. And our children were so supportive yeah. of this whole time. And they yeah. were very excited that we got to spend this time uh, away from... Yeah, church, so that we could spend time with them a lot more. Yeah, not that we had ignored them. It's just they just felt like, wow, dad Mm -hmm. is more present. He's around, and yeah, uh, it was just a very encouraging uh, time. And I do want to say our church was very supportive and encouraged about this. They when we announced it to the church. We had countless people just come yeah. up to us and say, "We're going to be praying for you. Yeah. We're so thankful that you are doing this for your soul, yeah. and we can't wait to see what God does." So it was a, it was a, overall, people were so encouraging about yeah. this, but yet I was still kind of stuck, uh, just in this dynamic of feeling tension, right, uh, anxiety, all that stuff. So
0: yeah, I think for me personally during that time. I was exhausted emotionally and physically. And I think what had happened was I, because I was so tired, I couldn't engage. And I ended up boxing myself in emotionally, but it, to the point where I boxed myself like away from God, like mm-hmm. I'd shut God off. And that was affecting me drastically mm-hmm. emotionally and um, I had just stopped connecting with him i had mm-hmm. stopped acknowledging his presence i had stopped abiding in him mm-hmm. and that was really hard because I just felt lost I felt like in this like lost space yeah. and that first month we like Ruben said like we, we rested a lot, but we also had the kids because they were out of school. It was like the summer, I think, mm-hmm. when we started. And so we did a lot of things with the family, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but we were, we were busy with the kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure. And then school started. Yeah. Um, and we ended up going on a retreat uh, in our second month, uh, the first week of the second month, mm-hmm. we went on a retreat. A Sabbath, basically a Sabbath, a re- uh, silence and solitude retreat right. in Alaska. Mm-hmm. You want to share about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, Alaska was amazing. Um, the opportunity to go on this retreat, I just still to this day, I'm so grateful for it. Uh, we went to um, this camp that our uh, the Alaska Church has. Um, it's like two hours north of Anchorage and... Um, There were going to be um, therapists there and um, people that were um, professional, I Mm -hmm. guess, in spiritual formation, which is something that we'll get into, like what, you Mm -hmm. know, spiritual and Sabbath. We'll we'll get more into detail about that. But it was just going to be like this time to be still, to be silent, to be with God, um, to not have any agendas, to not have any schedules, and just to be able to work through some of this trauma that mm-hmm. we've experienced and the hurt that we've experienced. And so it was amazing. Alaska yeah. is one of the most beautiful places. Yeah. Not that I've been everywhere in the world, but it is just gorgeous, it's beautiful, and it's peaceful. There's yeah. just not a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really do feel like you're, you're in this solitude type of place. Yeah,
1: this camp that we were at had the most beautiful view of Mount Denali. Yes. And we um, were able to every morning see it from where we we're at, yeah. go on walks, yeah. uh, spend time alone reading Yes. Spend time alone uh, with God, praying. Yeah. I had many times, uh, several times where I prayed and uh, I could sense the Spirit of God, like telling me something. But then there were many times where I prayed, I didn't hear anything. And mm. but it was just a, a time to just get away, recalibrate, and really wrestle through this dark night of the soul yeah. and this 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 wall of my spiritual journey.
0: Yeah. I loved, um, being able to see Mount Denali, but what was really cool was sort of the imagery of it because, um, there's, it was really, when we went, I think it was September. So, um, it wasn't yet winter, but it was, you could feel like it was starting to turn. And so there's like a lot of clouds. And so you couldn't always see the mountain, but then when the clouds would part, You you could see it, and it was just like this incredible view, and it reminded me of First Peter. Can I read it? Yeah, First Peter one, chapter eight. Of course, I can read it. Why am I asking for your permission? Um, First Peter chapter one verse eight. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. And Yeah, that just reminded me so much of who God is, Mm. how powerful he is. And um, in the midst of this dark night of the soul, he is there. He is always there. And sometimes we don't see him. The clouds are covering our view of him, um, but they will part and you will be able to
1: see him. Mm. It was an awesome time. Yeah. Coming back from that. Very healing. Very healing. Coming back from that time, continuing uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. and continuing some of these practices that we learned of of silence of solitude of prayer of breathing prayer of um yeah. sabbath rest all all these different things we started putting those into practice and mm-hmm. um and, and God's really done a good work in our lives and yes. so we're going to actually share about that a little bit more in the next episode mm-hmm. um but we want to Uh, encourage you, if you're listening to this and you're experiencing a moment of uncertainty, a moment of doubt, uh, a season of um, maybe your passion Mm -hmm. uh, for who God has created you to be is is sort of waned. Um, I want to read a a psalm to you that I read almost every day on my uh, sabbatical that is a very it's one of the most popular psalms in the whole Bible, but it just it meant something even deeper during those moments of uh, doubt and trying to figure things out. Now I'll say this: the sabbatical didn't wasn't the solution to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still came back, and there was still drama that we came back to. There was still <laughs> chaos that we came back to, and yeah. issues after sabbatical, but. I'm very grateful that God healed certain things in our lives that that allowed us to persevere. Yeah, and to not throw in the towel, to yeah. continue. Yeah, uh, in the role that we feel like God has called us to in this season of life, to continue serving the church mm-hmm. uh, and leading the church, the c- local congregation that we're here in Long Beach, uh, and in, and growing our marriage and growing our in our relationship with our children. Yeah. Uh, different things like that, and so we'll we'll share a little bit more about that in the next episode. But I want to mm-hmm. uh, two things I want to say is uh, as we close out this time is I want to read this this psalm to encourage our listeners, and then I wanted to let you know that uh, in our episodes this season we're going to close out each episode with a word of prayer mm-hmm. for our listeners because mm-hmm. we do believe in the power of prayer, yes. and even if we have friends that are listening that are not of uh, the Christian faith, we we just want to say a prayer every episode yeah. Uh, with the theme that we've covered and talked about so that we just know, we just really believe in the power of prayer yeah. for our listeners. And so I'm going to read this psalm mm-hmm. and then I'm going to ask my uh, amazing wife to pray for us as we close out yes. this episode. In Psalm 23, in verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Mm. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen.
0: Let's pray. God, you are so good to us. And we are so blessed to be loved by you, Father. Thank you so much for being a God who, despite this world, despite the darkness, despite the chaos, you are a father, you are our God, you are our protector that will guide us through the darkest valley, God. And you've proven that to us. You've proven that to me especially, Father, that through the darkest valleys that you are right there carrying me, guiding me, holding me in your hands, Father. And I want to say a special prayer for our listeners um, that they feel that as well. They feel your presence, God. They feel your strength and that they can feel whether they're going through a dark valley or they're experiencing Just mountaintops of joy, of happiness, whatever season um, that they're in, God, that they know um, that you love them and you work for the good of those who love you. And it's in your son's precious name that I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank
0: you. Please connect with us at GLBchurch.com. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts or listen to us on our website and leave us a comment. Join us next time as we lean into the joys and chaos of marriage and family life.